we are like the Maury Povich of podcasts. People come oh. to this show because it's a train wreck. I'm giving this podcast three stars. The host keeps yelling at me. The people have clearly spoken. Check out Whatever with Jason Soto on Anchor, Apple, Google, wherever you get awesome podcasts, or you can go to the home location at rabbitholepodcast.com. Second thing yes. I want to talk about is I want to talk about urination. I want to talk about peeing specifically. See what happens when Jason throws out the segments. This is what we get instead. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to Between the Scares, a podcast that's taking a look at every Blumhouse Productions film, for better or for worse. I am your host, Jason Soto, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lisa Leahy. How are you today, Jason? I am wonderful, despite the movie we're covering today. I'm wonderful. <laughs> um, before we get to that, though, uh, Lisa, I don't know about you. But I am excited for this summer because a new Blumhouse movie is coming out called The Black Phone. Yes. And, Based on the Joe Hill story. And I don't know about you, but when I go see it in theaters, I'm going to be using the Run P app. Me too. Uh, now you out there listening, you're probably like, the Run P app? What is that? I have listened to this podcast before. And I haven't heard these two yammer out about the Run P app before. So <laughs> let's, uh, uh, yeah, so it's an app. It's a free app you download to your phone, iOS or Android. And uh, while you're at a movie in a movie theater, only in the movie theater, I should probably stress that, um, they give you times called P times. Uh, where it's good to, you know, leave the movie theater for a few minutes to go use the bathroom, get a snack, get a refill, uh, and you're not missing anything, missing anything important, uh, that's, you know, important to the story or plot or anything. It's just those kind of filler scenes that seem to happen in a lot of movies recently. Um, and, uh, they tell you, you know, Hey, this is a good time to go. And then it'll tell you what does happen in the movie. So in case you know you're kind of interested in what's happening, you can you can read what's going on. And uh, it's really cool. Yeah, I've I've used it. I've actually used it for years prior to talking about it nonstop on various podcasts that I do. Uh, and Lisa, I know you said you did too as well. You used it for. A oh, lot absolutely. Of years. A lot of years. I mean, I would always talk it up to my students because, you know, it, you, you have high school kids. They say, oh, did you see such and such movie? It's like, of course I did. And then, you know, you talk about Run P and they're like, wait, the what? You know, <laughs> I, I, I had kids recently, you know, needing to download it, especially with the Batman, this three hour movie. Yes, oh, yes, Run P. yes, indeed. 
So, uh, yeah, it's absolutely free to download it. Uh, you might have to buy some content in the app, but it's not even that much. It's like a dollar. and uh, Yeah, it's a dollar month subscription. It's, wor- it's worth so it. So that you have all the access to all the P times you want. Totally worth I mean, you're going to spend how much money to go to the theater to begin with. I mean, right. even if you go on discount Tuesdays, you're mm-hmm. still going to spend a lot of money on popcorn and some snacks and things like that. What's an extra buck to make sure that for a month, every time you go to the theater, you can see the P times. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I took a bite of cookie. I thought you were going to talk more. I was noticing. I, sh- I should probably, you know, <laughs> but it's every okay. time I start talking, I'll just make sure I keep yammering long <laughs> enough. So that okay, you you're have good. A chance to safely swallow. Yeah, you're good now. Okay. Okay. So I don't want you to choke on your lunch. No, I won't. So download it now. It's absolutely free. We're not being paid to do this. We're just trying no. to help them out. We're just um, nerds who really love this app. I mean, my goodness. Because uh, they and took they're a, cool people. You know, they're cool people. It's a family of people. They took a they took a hit during the pandemic when people weren't going to movie theaters. And now that, you know, theaters are opening back up, more people are going to the theaters. I feel like people forgot about them. Yeah. So um, we're just out here spreading the word. It's like, hey, go download this uh, free app. It's absolutely free. And it's cool. And it's a really damn good idea. I kind of wish I thought of it, honestly. I mean, seriously, it's one of the most useful apps out there. Mm Mm-hmm. Indeed. I mean, who needs Waze? <laughs> Again, he taking bites. <laughs> who needs Waze and who needs... Well, Waze will get you to the theater safely. Nah. just this... And then Letterboxd is good for you posting that you saw the movie and for you posting your thoughts about the movie. Yeah. But Run P is the only app you can use during the movie. Yeah. Yes. And then if you're worried about like, you know, oh, it's going to be bright or whatever. Nope. The interface is all dark. So when you bring it up, it'll still be dark and you won't uh, bother anyone. Uh, it it gently vibrates, so yep. it reminds you of the run piece. Yeah, it's it's great. It is wonderful. Highly recommend. Ten out of ten. Thumbs up. Okay, I delayed it. I delayed it enough times. We need to. We need <laughs> time to, to pull off the band aid. We need to just do this. Let's get this over with. Going into this episode, well, first of all, actually, before, yeah, first thing, when I started this project, however long ago that was now, and I, I just had visions of like, oh, that's right, he did Oculus, and uh, oh, he did that one movie, I can't think what it's called right now, but the kids and the play and stuff, I can't remember what that was called, he it's did the, that. The gallows? Dad, that's thank you. That's what you come up with, the friggin' gallows? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, I wouldn't mind revisiting those movies and checking out some other, oh. maybe some under, you know, underappreciated horror movies that, you know, Jason Blum and Blumhouse Productions have maybe done. Maybe get a couple we weren't aware right. of. Right, you know, when I came up with, with this idea and I came up to Lisa and Lisa was like, yeah, let's do it, I did not in a million years envision the journey we have gone through already we've gone through some shit (laughs) already and then when i went and downloaded the list of movies that he's done there was one movie that i saw that made me go oh heavens to god no actually there's two movies on that (laughs) list one of them we have not come across yet and i will have the same reaction when we get to it and lisa you probably know what it is and if not we'll just wait till we get to there um you do you have an idea what i'm talking about i don't have the faintest i don't know benji i mean benji what <laughs> there's benji's a benji on the movie on the there's list a ben- there's a benji movie on the list 
Did I miss it? 2018. What? I had no. Holy shit, you're right. What the fuck? I missed that. Dude, no, I had no fucking clue. Oh my god. Okay, well, I think that's going to be better than what the hell I'm talking about and this movie. I I saw this movie that we're going to be talking about today when it came out, when it came out on video. I rented it or yeah, I think I got it from like Redbox or maybe the last blockbuster we had in Indianapolis here. Uh, I rented it. I don't remember, but I got it somehow. And I was looking forward to it because it's it's a Rob Zombie movie. And I know, Lisa, you do not like Rob Zombie movies, and that's okay. I do not. But I was a, I'm a fan of House of a Thousand Corpses. I like Devil's Rejects enough. Um, and I said, you know what? Okay, he's going a different direction. He's not in that world of the House of a Thousand Corpses. He's in, he's in a new world. And I'm curious what this is like. And it lords of Salem. That sounds fucking awesome. It's about witchcraft, maybe? I don't know. So I went and watched a movie. Oh, heavens to Betsy. <laughs> Are you the new tenant? I just saw the tenant like 10 minutes ago standing in the doorway. Oh, I hate to break it to you, but there is no person in number five. You have to understand that there is a war waging in heaven. child would inherit the earth. Satan, Satan come, come to us! God does not spare angels when they sin. If you ever want to see an artsy Rob Zombie, here you go. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I could try to tell you what I think the movie's about. But here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, listening, if you've never seen the movie before. I don't fucking understand what the fuck happened in this movie. It was literally stitched together scenes of people walking and talking about stuff and then i just didn't understand it is that what you got out of it lisa 
No, I understand what he's trying to portray here. Um, it's just a mess. I mean, okay. it, what he's trying to portray is in Salem, and we all know, you know, our basic history, the Salem witch trials of the late 1600s. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and this idea of a number of women in a particular witch hysteria in a Puritan town where women were burned alive because men were afraid of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was this this idea that the devil lurked in the woods and anyone who went off into the woods was, you know, colluding with the devil and wishing ill on other uh. people. And it became a hysteria mainly because if someone didn't like you, they could claim that you were sending your spirit out to them at night. And if they got sick, it was because you bewitched them. Or um, your crops could die and someone could say you put a curse on them or whatever it was. And so a number of people were killed. Mm -hmm. So obviously Salem now carries this, this infamy, this legend. Um, so Rob Zombie decided that he was going to take this and focus on a particular coven of women. And uh, what was Morgan something? I don't even remember her name. I should probably bring this up on IMDb so I know what I'm talking about. Uh, so there's a particular coven of women in Salem. And they obviously go through the whole situation. They are persecuted by a man, a reverend named Jonathan Har uh, Hawthorne. And he brings them all to death. And her name is Margaret Morgan. That's what it is. So Margaret Morgan is the lead of this coven of women. And they are denouncing God. They are denouncing the Bible. They are denouncing Jesus himself and any of his suffering. And essentially, Margaret Morgan is calling for all of the women of Salem to raise themselves up in honor of Satan. So this kind of unfolds in a series of sort of flashbacks as we see Heidi and her story. Heidi is one of three radio show hosts. Heidi is, of course, played by Sherry Moon Zombie, Rob Zombie's wife, who, in case you've ever seen any of his movies, he likes to make sure you know that he thinks she's hot. And that is typically the plot of every Rob Zombie movie is, hey, check out my hot wife. This movie, surprisingly, is not, hey, check out my hot wife. In fact, he actually gives her some chances to act and to show that she's not just a hot wife. Um the beginning of the movie actually does have kind of a plot to the point that I entered this film being not a Rob Zombie movie fan. I think the man needs to stick to music, but his movies are derivative trash as far as I'm concerned. He thinks he's far better than he is. I actually saw him in concert because a friend of mine wanted to go see Ozzy and Rob Zombie was opening and the entire visual element of his concert are clips from his movies because he thinks he's brilliant. But anyway. So Heidi is one of three radio show hosts, and she one day gets a delivery of a vinyl album from a group that call themselves the Lords. So she's all right, I'll take a look at this. And they have a, 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 I don't know, some sort of gag on their show where they bring in new music they've discovered and they play it. And she starts kind of getting a weird headache and you see scenes of other women in Salem listening to the radio show and they're being affected by the music. And it's this strange discordant um, rhythm, this melody that just keeps playing with this odd string and whatever. So it's this weird thing and it starts getting into her brain and whatever. 
the whole focus here is that May, uh, Margaret Morgan and her coven are coming back, that somehow Heidi is part of this curse that's re-releasing. And the radio show interviews a man named Francis Matthias, who is sort of an expert in witches and witchcraft in Salem. He himself is what's called a Salem lifer. He was born and raised there, still lives there, doesn't plan on living, on leaving. And he notices when this song is played that it affects Heidi. There you go. He starts researching it, looking into this idea of Lords of Salem because he's read this somewhere before. So the plot splits and it's now Heidi dealing with whatever's happening to her, this odd apartment in her hallway that she's convinced somebody lives there, but her landlady says there isn't. And then Matthias is now digging deeper into the legends of Margaret Morgan and how all of this is working. And of course, all of this comes together and comes, I guess, to the climax. That's the plot. At first, there was a plot. There really was. <laughs> Rob Zombie actually had something coherent. It was interesting. The characters were interesting. Bruce Davison plays Francis Matthias, and he's cool. I like Bruce Davison a lot. Yeah. Um, Judy Gleason plays the landlady. Uh, her sisters are played by Patricia Quinn and Dee Wallace. So, like, these are people who are significant names. These are not just random people. I mean, this is Magenta and D. Wallace Stone. You know, like, these are people who... Are, it's cool that Rob Zombie gets some of these people in his movies. I will give him that credit. Um, and Meg Foster plays Margaret Morgan. So, again, you've got some names here. What happens, though, is there's a point where this movie goes so far off the rails... It becomes a mediocre film student's senior thesis where he thinks he's being artsy. It's actually just a disorganized mess. And you just have a bunch of jump cuts and flash shots and blood and people like naked women dancing around. Of course, Rob Zombie's women are uh, Rob Zombie's witches are not hot. Not even his wife at this point, although she's not a crone. These witches are crones. Um, this is not a movie you watch and think, oh, I I'm going to you know, keep the Kleenex by nearby. No, you're not going to keep the Kleenex box nearby for this movie because none of them are attractive. But I, from what I understand, and are we going into spoilers, Jason, or are we keeping this spoiler free? <laughs> <laughs> I just, just are laughing at the fact that I'm ignoring the ridiculous music behind me. Well, that... <laughs> and I was like, "You're astonished I got I was, that much out of this movie." I was, I was, I was being a, a little, uh, I was exaggerating a little bit when I said I didn't understand what was. Happening. <laughs> well, I don't care. Um, but I, I you usually do the I, summary. I, I, did I, it this time. I, I appreciate you doing the heavy lifting. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I make no, you know, secret that I'm not a fan of this movie. Um, well, I'm not either. It's trash. Um. Okay. I believe I First described off, it in the group chat. Somebody said they liked it because of the style. And I said, well, sure. If you have a dumpster fire that you've sprayed perfume on and you call that style, yeah, this has style. First off, yes, we can do spoilers. Okay. Um, secondly, hang <laughs> I'm with you in the beginning of the movie. I, I was, really I, was surprised because coming into this, I had made no 
It's an no interesting idea. That I hate Rob Zombie. And I'm watching this film going, good Christ, I'm going to have to talk about how I like a Rob Zombie movie. It's, it's an interesting idea. Like, the if you go from the beginning of the movie, it's, yes. a, it's, it's Heidi. She's a DJ at a rock station. Um, she's friends with Ken Foray, who was in Dawn of the Dead. Uh, yep. But he doesn't show up too much in the movie. He Every now and then, but not often enough. Uh, she mainly hangs out with this guy named Whitey. Yep. Um, she gets at her job this album, and they I've play... already been through this. Don't no, I know, this but I'm I'm trying. <laughs> so people have already heard me yammer through yeah, it. They yeah. don't need to listen to you yammer <clears throat> through it now. Well, no, but I'm just trying to establish that that's an idea. That's a great idea for a plot. It's like a it DJ a who gets this mysterious album. Yeah, and about every already. time I'm trying to say what I like about it. <laughs> ah, damn. Uh, uh, and um, now I'm throwing off what I was trying to say. Oh, you, album, she got a mysterious album. album. You play it and then like weird shit starts happening. That is yeah. a brilliant idea. I love it's that cool. idea. And it, 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 it harkens back to like Halloween three and like the commercial. And people. this being a Rob Zombie movie, he's a musician, right? This should be completely up his alley. Like, hey, I'm going to make a movie about a weird song that like tr- puts people in a trance, make them do weird shit. I'm I'm down for that. Then mm. it just goes into and I'm. You know, I hate to say this because I love David Lynch movies, but it's like David Lynch territory where it's just like weird symbolic imagery imagery that maybe means something. And yeah, there's naked women, but they're like, you know, the like old witches who are naked dancing around on a stage or whatever. Um, and then I then there's a like literally probably about halfway through is when I lost both times that I've seen this movie, I've lost just what was happening. And I'm just like watching like just Crash. like Banksy move, like Banksy images just put together. No, no. Yeah, Banksy <laughs> has style and talent. Do not put this in the same category of a Banksy. Piece. So it's it's a weird movie. It's It's a weird movie in that it's very lopsided. It's like Rob Zombie said, I'm going to write a movie in a day and I'm going to take some drugs. And he took the drug. He was still normal and sane. He started the movie. Then the drugs kicked in. And then suddenly, whoa, man, like. Yeah, seriously. There's a there's a, there's a a guy with no face or a broken face. And he's got a goat in a park. And he's going to he's gonna do it. Uh, he's going to scare. He's going to scare my main character. And yeah, it, and weird shit like that. Now, I, I am happy before I put. Give, before I let you have the reins again, I was happy with the cast. This is an amazing cast, a group, an amazingly group of people in this movie. Yep. I mean, you've mentioned, you know, Bruce Davison. You mentioned Meg Foster. You mentioned D. Wallace. I said Ken Foray was in this. Clint Howard shows up in this. Yep. Um, Sid Haig shows up. Michael Berryman shows up. And if you don't know who they are, you need to go watch more horror movies from the eighties because they're fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Um. Uh, Udo Kier shows up in one part. Um, a lot of these people though are at blink and you miss it moments though. Barbara Crampton, yeah, see, it is. I didn't see Sid Haig, and I'm bummed that I missed it because I'm not watching this again. But <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh damn, I didn't know he was in this, but I missed him when I went through it. 
I, th- I think it was in one of those like quick flash parts that happened towards the They're end. Quick cameos. Yeah, so I, I think that like most of these that I've said, like you know Barbara Campton's in this, but I think it's like a very quick uh, right. thing. Uh, Camille Keaton, she's like a famous like seventies actress. She was in I Spit on Your Grave. Um, she she has like a quick part in it, but yeah, you know it's stuff like that. It's an interesting cast of characters, and I think it's cool. Um, but that's where I'm. That's where I leave the credit. That's the last thing I'm gonna last thing I'm gonna say about it. Everything else, I I I don't like. I feel like this is really a pretentious movie. This is just Rob Zombie trying to say I got something deep to say, but there's nothing deep here at all. This is just weird imagery just to film a weird imagery. And he must have had like a dream where his wife was painted white with a weird symbol and he decided to make it a reality. <laughs> that's the only thing I could think of. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's all I got. The rest of the show, <laughs> Lisa, the rest of the show is yours. Cause I want to hear all your thoughts. Go for oh, it. Oh, There aren't many that are pleasant. I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where of course, you know, Margaret Morgan comes back and everything devolves and, there's a quote, Lord of Salem show, which we find out simply because Heidi disappears and we have this voiceover and narration where we talk about um, this element of, you know, she's disappeared. There was this mass suicide because all of the women of Salem, we assume, have shown up to this because they've been called to it. Um, under no circumstances were there ever any kind of advertisement for this show. The whole movie goes over the, the course of like five days in a week. And you have your Monday, your Tuesday, your Wednesday, your Thursday, fine. But how would this unknown band randomly send her a vinyl? And then there's, oh, wait, we've booked the Salem Palladium for their show. It's like, it, no, whatever, Rob Zombie, fine. Um, these odd situations where like, uh, House of Leaves, this apartment is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Okay, fine. I can I can work with all of that. But there's this weird element where you don't know what Heidi's role actually is. Like she's identified as the one. Okay, cool. You do have some lore filled in here where Margaret um, Morgan has cursed the family bloodline of this Reverend Hawthorne who puts her and her coven to death. And so obviously we figure out that Heidi is part of that bloodline. We get that. No big deal. There's this whole mystery about, Oh, how'd they figure out my real last name? Oh, stop. This is not anything complicated. Um, (laughs) But then there's this weird allusion to, is she going to give birth to the antichrist? There's a weird scene where there's this voiceover about a worm that's going to take the world over. And she has this odd hallucination, bad dream, what have you, crazy flashes of screaming and blood and, you know, things being pulled out of her by faceless, decrepit corpses. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's this weird... I don't know what the hell you want to call this thing on two legs, this little stubby monster (laughs) humanoid thing that maybe she gives birth to, or maybe it's just an unholy God knows what. I mean, it seems to me that Rob Zombie is really trying to work out whatever he has against Christianity in this damn movie, because he just goes after everything in the most ridiculous ways possible. Um, 
and you just look at it and it's funny because you know i i was raised catholic i consider myself catholic do i agree with every last tenet of the church no but do i look at what he's doing and am i offended no because he can't even offend me properly it's such a mess of a movie i can't even take it seriously you know, like uh, anyone who would actually be any Christian who would be offended by this imagery isn't paying attention to it because it's such a disastrous mess and it's such a throwaway attempt at offense that it just it's not worth your time. You know, it's like if you want to actually offend me, do something with some heft to it. Um, and it's the same old crap. You know, it's all the same. Uh, that was Sid Haig in the movie. Oh, he was one of the people. Okay, got it. Yeah. He's one of the people who burned the witches. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, I was looking more at, frankly, at the contraption they had put uh, Margaret Morgan into. And yeah, so yeah, I yeah. was, I wasn't paying attention to who was actually putting her in the contraption. So that's I a fair enough that. shot. No, I can yep, see it. That. <clears throat> it's kind of an Iron Maiden, but not. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I kind of got hung up on the fact where it's like, well, are there nails on all side of that? Is it just on these parts? And I, <laughs> frankly, I was more interested in the torture than the people doing the yeah. torturing. There's Michael um, Berryman. Oh, yes. Very so, cool. There you go. So anyway, I mean, <clears throat> this I mean, we can sit here and carry on and on about this movie. There's really it, it's crap. I mean, is there really that much to say about it, though? I mean, it, it's just I mean, <sighs> I really don't like artsy films just to be artsy. Okay, like speaking of our group chat, uh, I forget why it came up, but the the movie, uh, what the fuck is that called? I am oh, the you I am the, pri- the I am the pretty, <laughs> I'm the thing. pretty one that lives in my house. Yes, I hated that fucking movie with a passion because <laughs> it was the most pretentious piece of shit film I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I hated that so. God damn much. You have no idea. I was I was angry while watching it because nothing was happening in that goddamn yeah. thing but, like, fucking art poses. It was the fucking R.E.M. Losing My Religion music video without the music. <laughs> it was just yes. people posing. And that's what this was. But it was, like, it was, like, animated GIFs. This is an animated GIFs of, like, art. Of mm-hmm. just, like, like, Rob Zombie should have just been a painter. He should have just painted... The stuff. See, this is what I'm saying. Like the set designs are cool. The apartment she lives in with these giant black and white images, those are cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. He puts more effort into making his wife look cool than he does into making his movies any good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the problem. Like if he spent time writing on stuff, if he wants to be some sort of visual artist, great. But as far as his writing goes, it's terrible. And even what is considered his best stuff is still derivative trash. Mm-hmm. He ruined Michael Myers in Halloween. And I will stand <laughs> by that to the end of time. Michael Myers is scary because as a child who brutally murders his older sister, when they look at him, they just see darkness and emptiness behind his eyes. The scariest part is when you have no explanation. What does Rob Zoom Zombie do? Michael Myers was the victim of bullying. Oh, give me a break. Mm. He was picked on as a kid, so now he's a murderous adult. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Such trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't... I. I I'm going to upset you, but I didn't mind his take on Halloween. Like, it was an interesting take. No, I didn't wasn't. say it was a definitive. I didn't say it was a definitive take, but it was an interesting look at it. It was, it was, it was, it was different. It was something different. 
and I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. I didn't like Halloween 2. I did not like Halloween 2. Halloween 2 just sucked. But the first one, I was kind of into. I really, I was, I was, I was into it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I just, I just liked it. I don't know. You're welcome to be wrong. <laughs> and I'm a huge fan of the original Halloween. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I love the hell out of, you know, 78 Halloween. You know what I mean? I really dug that movie as a kid. Uh, I'm a fan of this. Um, I'm a fan of that Halloween too. The 81 Halloween too. I like that one. But, um, yeah, I, I, I can, I can appreciate remakes if they do something different and he did something different and I'm going to respect him for that. You might not, but I do. I, I think, I think he did a good job. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. (laughs) I don't know what to say about this. Interesting (laughs) opinions, differing opinions is what makes life fun. You know, you got to have conversations about stuff. I had a conversation last night with a friend who claims that Batman, the new Batman, mm-hmm. is trash. And I was like, Ooh. well, you have a, your opinion, but that one is an incorrect opinion because it's not trash. You're welcome to not like it, but it's not a trash movie. No, it is it's not. It's just not. You're welcome to dislike the movie and say you don't like what it's doing. And that's But it's fair. not a trash movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a very strange opinion. Because it is very well made. I mean, I agree. I well, agree, it's but well not acted. everybody feels that way, you know? It's well acted, yeah. He said he was happy to have been in the theater that had the recliners because he took a few naps during it. I went, well, you missed out, didn't you? <laughs> I felt like he went into, whoever this is, went into it feeling like that. Like he didn't even want to give this a shot. That's no. just my That's just it my. It seems thoughts. like he rushed to put this together at the end. Like I couldn't figure out what was going on with this movie. Hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I think there's another Rob Zombie movie coming up, like, way in the fucking future we're going to be covering. Delightful. Um, I think he, I think he did it. He did 31, right? Both. He uh, did. Yep, that's him. Okay. And I think that's a Blumhouse film. It is. Okay. So we're going to be covering that, and I've not even seen that before, so I'm, I'm curious. I'm always wondering if, like, maybe I only like Rob Zombie when he's in the House of a Thousand Corpses megaverse or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) I mean, we need a Captain Spaulding spinoff. No, whatever label you want to put on it, that's fine. But, uh, mm. (laughs) um, anything else about this i i figured it's gonna be a short episode because there's not a lot we can t- discuss there's nothing to really talk there's nothing about. Talk. I mean, we, we've seen it i've seen it twice you've seen it once yeah that'll be it and you know i only had to watch it twice for this show i never would have watched this <laughs> ever again i was happy with never seeing this movie ever again in my life i will say this isn't it didn't anger me like i did get to the end and i went oh for god's sakes this is time i can't get back because the first half did surprise me that right. i was like all right, right. i can see this is kind of cool. Oh, my God. Is this a Rob Zombie movie I like? What is this happening? Um, but I mean, like I saw House of a Thousand Corpses and I felt that the only good thing about that film is Sid Haig and Captain Spaulding. Yes. And the rest of it is derivative. The rest of it is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If it was as bloody as everyone remembers it being. But it's not <laughs> an original film. It's just not 
Um, and so then he remakes Halloween and screws with that. And it's just, you know what? I, I don't like what this guy does. And he's got an audience and good for him because he makes more money than I will ever be able to imagine. Yeah. But I'm also welcome to have my opinion and to say, eh, not so much of a fan. All right. I mean, and yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what else to say. I just did not like this movie. It was way too damn artsy fartsy for me. The first half, I'm with you on this. The first half was amazing. And I wish he would have stuck with that script. Maybe that's the other thing, too. Maybe he had two scripts and he like mashed them together. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what went wrong. I can't, I can't pinpoint it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sorry to people who liked and people like this movie. I've seen threads on Twitter and Facebook who will say that this is one of Rob Zombie's best movies. They'll even put this above like House of a Thousand Corpses and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't see it. I don't get it. It it's it it gets boring. Actually, it gets boring after a while. Like you know, once she starts digging into what's going on and. And uh, Bruce Davison starts digging into what's going on, then it, then it just I just lose interest. I want more of the weird, creepy shit, you know, the mis- the mis- the mystery around the band that's making this song that puts people in a trance. They should have just stuck with that. Now you're letting True. me just go on, but and he on. doesn't do that. <laughs> no, he, he has doesn't. To show off how brilliant he is, but he's not. See, that's the problem. He's a narcissistic director. He is a horror fan, but the problem is, is he doesn't know how to be subtle. He doesn't yeah. know how to develop suspense mm-hmm. like the masters that he constantly carries on about. Mm-hmm. You know, like he does not have the skill, and when he tries to emulate it, he tries to wedge into one story as much of what he loves as he can, and it's just too much. It doesn't work. I agree. I am in complete agreement with you for this movie. For this movie, I I don't know what was up with him in this movie, um, but yeah, I don't know. I got nothing else, Lisa. Do you have anything else we can you, nope. you can add? I think we're we're good. We're good. Let, let's just leave it at that. We didn't like it, and I'm never gonna watch it again unless, for some strange reason, thirty years from now, someone else makes you watch it for a podcast. <laughs> but I think I'm never gonna watch this again. So I will not be revisiting this, Mister Zombie. So, all right. Well, uh, next time on the show, we're gonna go. Uh, uh, Blumhouse Productions sure loves their um. What am I trying to say? Uh, I don't know. Uh, ser- series. What am I, what's the word I'm looking franchises. for? Franchises. Thank you, franchises. Thank you. We're now gonna start our third franchise. I think. I don't know that this was intended to be a franchise, but it sure as hell has turned into a great one. Well, it became a franchise, and this is the start of another one. people a release for all the hatred and violence if they keep up inside them. Why don't you guys kill someone tonight? Because we don't feel the need to, Johnny. Just remember all the good the purge does. We'll be fine just like always. No worries, okay? Okay. 
emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge. At the siren, all emergency services will be suspended for 12 hours. Your government thanks you for your participation. Help me! Someone, please, help me! I just need to get someone safe. Did anybody hear me? in our home. We have no idea who's after him. Our target for this year's purge is hiding in your home. You have one hour to find him and give him to us, or we'll kill all of you. They can't get in here, right? They can't get into our home. Until then, I'm Jason Soto. And I was muted. I'm Lisa Leahy. <laughs> and we'll see you between the scares. <laughs> Copyright 2022 Rabbit Hole Podcasts, rabbitholepodcasts.com.